Okay, let's get it on and popping. Let's get it rolling loud. How's everybody doing? My name is going to be Fortune or the alias I'm going to go by. Now, y'all may have heard me on other podcasts. Uh, I was recently doing a podcast called Graphic Black. This is a totally different one with a totally different aim known as the Triumphant Shadows podcast. And it's a focus on people who are definitely not in the limelight, but are truly the success of our generation. Underdogs, so to speak. Now, uh, presently, what's happening in society for the first time in years, like I, I'm saying this might even be the last time we've seen this since the Industrial Revolution. The veil has been taken off, so to speak, on um, fake. Whether you want to talk about fake news, fake living, um, acting as though you have money, flexing, living in what a lot of science fiction aficionados or would call uh, the matrix, so to speak. I think people are being forced to unplug from it. I think they're being forced to swallow this red pill for the first time in their lives. Now, what I generally want to do is give people a bit of an intellectual conversation as to why I think this is happening. Now, right now I'm recording this podcast. There's once again a new variant of the C word coming out, the Delta variant. And I believe it might cause us to go into another lockdown. Uh, Numbers are spiking high all across the nation and throughout most of the world. And it's getting so bad to the point where a few days ago, Tokyo was considering canceling the Olympics completely. I don't know if they'll finish every single event now because so many people are catching it. And most of the staffers only have one vaccination of Pfizer. And as you know, Pfizer comes in two vaccinations. But this isn't the this isn't the coronavirus podcast. I don't even want to keep mentioning that. I think that gets mentioned way too much. This is about what we're going to do when the reset takes full focus and it's gone through all of its different transformations and we're living in a new reality where we can't just zone out with our phones and our computer games. We can't just stay on Facebook and IG all day. We can't just stay on our TikToks. We have to become fully aware that the game is on, a new game. So I feel like, especially right at the beginning of 2021 our nation in the United States became aware of the fact that we're more divided than ever and that there's no more secrets the more and more I hear the word conspiracy theory people like fortune you love conspiracy theories let me tell you something I like a good conspiracy theory that's entertaining but I believe in conspiracy and but more than ever there's nothing we can hide because the information age puts so many eyes on the world 
that everybody knows everybody's business. It used to be if you were a celebrity, you were more protected than the president. But now everybody's dirt is coming full circle. But, you know, uh, let me just move into my thing. I just want to focus more than ever on um, what's happening with the people who are getting ignored the most during this pandemic. And I believe that is military veterans of the United States Armed Forces. And I think a lot of their care is being subsidized. A lot of their uh, therapy that was face-to-face is being done through FaceTime and voice chat. And there, it's just not going to be as tangible. And it's not going to be as forthcoming with medical care for the veteran population. A lot of veterans, too, they're being denied their disability benefits. These are ones who are fully disabled. Is You can see it visually that they're crippled. And these are ones that have been dealing with PTSD long before the most recent military conflicts, talking back as far as the Gulf War, and they still don't have compensation. This is something our United States government isn't focusing on because it's too wrapped up in what to do about the economy. And this is something that just, it's just something that people aren't alarmed by because veterans only make up, I believe, last time I checked, like a 1% of our nation. And you know, our nation doesn't have mandatory military service like Israel or Korea So because of that, it's easy for us to get ignored. Unless there's a major war where we have to reinstate the draft, people aren't going to pay as much attention to that population. So before I basically drift off into multiple thoughts, I can be very random. I just want to stay on this topic. And I just wanted to give what advice I've acquired over the years to a lot of vets. Now, when it comes to getting your benefits and getting an increase, one thing I found is when you go to the VA, they automatically want to give most of us 10% post 9-11 veterans. They want to put us in the 10% category. But after that, um, it's going to be a while for a lot of us before we find that Uh, we find that resource to get us up to 100%. So what helps with that is getting a disability advocate outside of the VA. The VA tries as hard as it can to, you know, to service a lot of these vets, but if especially if you're living in the central Florida area where there's a lot of veterans, but unfortunately, a lot of the VA is ran by civilians, it's easy to get overlooked. So you want to get a lawyer on the outside. It doesn't matter if it's a Morgan, a Morgan, a disability advocate group, some person you, you found through Facebook or whatever, as long as they are licensed and they have some sort of background in getting medical benefits done. And more than likely, they're going to take you to a physician outside of the VA, which is a good thing. Because a lot of physicians in the VA, they get tired, they get, they get, how can I say this? They get used to seeing so much of the same thing 
that it's easy for them to miss something that's very remarkable. So they might take you, the disability advocate might tell you for the first time in your life to go see a neurologist, to go see a psychiatrist. And I would just follow them in that because that, all of that work that you're doing, it's going to go on paper and it's going to serve as evidence to help you with your claim. I would also suggest that anybody that gets out of the military after serving active duty, the first goal you should keep in mind is sustainability and to, you know, not to go into too many technicalities, but sustainability is basically you got a place to live where it's healthy, you have your resources, you have enough food, clothing, and water, and you don't have to worry about where your next meal is coming from. You don't have to worry about how you're going to pay electricity, how you're going to pay your rent or your mortgage or your homeowner's association. You have some income that's autonomous and you have enough tools, you have a job that's going to give you the foundation you need to live a life that, I won't say it's comfortable because no life is completely comfortable, but a life that's suitable and sustainable for you so that you're not always stressed out. Life as a veteran, it's very hard because you kind of hit the ground running and the military doesn't have the time nor the money nor the resources to prepare you to live on your own outside of active duty. It spends most of its time training you and funding you, giving you weapons, ammo, whatever you need to do to make it through deployments. But when you get out, you're mostly on your own. There's not too many books that help steer you in the right direction. Um, There's lots of resources you'll find, but a lot of that is linked directly within the VA. And the VA, until you get in bed with the right person, I'm telling you, it can be a very close network. It can be like the mafia. You got to shake hands with the right type of godfather. Otherwise, you're not a made man. You're not going to get in. It took me years, years and years to understand all of the different variances and all the different ways the VA worked. Um, So with that, I'd also say watch your relationships your time coming back and your time recovering from whatever it is you got PTSD, tinnitus, physical ailments, whatever. That's not the time when you need to engage yourself with a relationship that just sucks away all of your energy, all of your time. There's a lot of bloodsuckers in the civilian world, especially in the United States. There's people, they'll see that you're a veteran, that you have a check coming in or something, and they'll lay up with you, they'll screw you. They'll take you into their lifestyle, act as though they're family or friend to you. And before you know it, you've invested a good amount of your time and well-being into putting them on the spot. And, you know, that's draining to you. It really is. So outside of that, make sure you have a good support system. That support system might not always be your family. But, you know, there's, you probably got one or two family members you can depend on or some friends. Uh, if you move, you know, not everybody has to move back to where they live, but most of us will. And when you do, you find a lot of life hasn't really changed or altered that much from when you went in. Because most people in military, I don't think, are being into being lifers to where they're doing 20 years. 
most of us are doing anywhere from four to five, maybe 10 years tops, and then we get out. Um, I feel like with the military, the press and the media and movies, most of pop culture wants to fit us into one bracket, and that's the whole John Rambo I got a big ass knife, big ass gun, and I'm killing and I'm mowing down foreigners type of bracket. The military is so open ended, it's multifaceted, it's like it's just like it's like the music industry. You know how there isn't just one form of music. You've got your country, you've got your rock, you got your rap, you got your metal, you got your blues, your neo soul. That to me is like the military. There's all these branches. You got the Air Force, Navy, Army, Marines, Coast Guard. Most recently, we got the Space Force. Now we got motherfuckers up in outer space, like the Master Chief and shit. But it's like this. There's so many different jobs that go beyond you just carrying a gun, running into some village or running into some foreign land and shooting at people. All right. So I'm not saying that 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 isn't what the bulk of the military is about to quote, you know, to quote Colin Powell, I believe he said, what was it? Um, the military has serves two purposes. That's to kill people and break shit or whatever. And, you know, he's right about that. But there are jobs where you you serve as support to those on the field. So. I think what people do is they typecast folks in the military and when they come back, when they don't fit that role of just being um, a grunt, um, society doesn't really know how to come at them. It's like we seem too complex. And because of that, we get thrown into these really bad jobs where we're doing hard ass labor because they said oh he was such a strong soldier marine he can take working this job where it's 6 14 16 hours a day in this box factory moving product and unloading it and stuff fuck how his back feels you know what i'm saying fuck that he's stressed fuck that he's got all this anxiety he's going through ptsd and his blood pressure's all fucked up Let's squeeze every little ounce out of him to where he's going to feel afraid to take leave or FMLA. He's never going to get any sleep. He's never going to get any sort of relaxation that helps rewire him and his body and getting back in tune with things so that he can get healthy first and pursue the best career possible. No, they're going to give us shitty jobs. They're going to give us shitty jobs where the pay is like, Less than minimum wage. They're going to make you feel like less than a McDonald's worker. Not to shit on people who work at McDonald's. I think McDonald's, you know, it feeds America, thank God. You know, I have more positive things to say about McDonald's than Burger King. Unfortunately, Burger King just ain't my thing. I live down the street from a Burger King. And it seemed like every time I decided to eat there, some bullshit would jump off. Niggas would be out, like, fucking jumping motherfuckers or... They'd be out getting, giving you wrong orders when you deliberately asked them for a specific thing. Some motherfuckers Bluetooth would fuck up and you can't even go through the drive-thru. It's be dirty as fuck. I don't know what's up with Burger King. Burger King, I don't know. Y'all are like the niggas of like fucking fast food. I hate to say it. Um, you know, 
But um, Burger King, step your game up. McDonald's, I don't eat it every day, but at least when I go for most McDonald's, the service is is decent. That was that left field, off-topic thing. That's how my brain works sometimes. But going back into that, uh, Triumphant Shadows is all about people who are making this nation run that folks ignore. And it's about people adjusting to a new a new frontier in life where education is not certain anymore. People aren't relying on the educated to run things. And in a world where you can easily get replaced by robots, it's it, it takes a unique set of individuals who have a level of value that can't be replaced. Normally the ones that the world is shitting on. Um, but you know, I like to dart off into other shit for the longest. I always wondered why I didn't do podcasts that focus more on, I've done this before podcasts where we talk about computer games, anime, uh, movies, straight up nerd type of shit. But so many people do that on YouTube every day. And even though I myself am a closet nerd, so to speak, I don't really feel the need to ingest so much time and energy into that because a lot of this content speaks for itself as to whether or not it's good or bad like i recently saw a fast and the furious movie with some friends of mine we were like only four people in the theater that just goes to show you what fucking you know the c word has done to this nation movies are kind of over with you know um movies are gonna be Come what drive throughs now are. Remember drive-through movies? For those of you old enough and the last time you could actually make it to a drive-through and watch a movie, that's gonna become what movies will become. And maybe drive-throughs will make a comeback, you know, drive-in movie theaters, whatever they were called. But movies they're going the way of the dodo. They're going the way of the cassette tape, beta max fucking CD player, DVD player, VHS tape, um, 8-track. I don't see how you can support the budget for a movie that was supposed to come out two two or three years ago, but you can't launch it because of the pandemic. Streaming services are in. So much stuff has replaced what we know and love. I don't even think... I think it's going to be very rare if you see people just doing things to where they sell you a copy of anything digital anymore, whether it's video games, music, movies. I think you'll be able to access any and everything through the Internet whenever you want. I don't even think you'll need money money to pay for it. Um, But, you know... I'm just so, I used to be the person who was so into pop culture that it ruled my life. I thought that what was cool was whatever was put on the screen, whether whether it was rappers in a rap video, whether it was wire foo in a kung fu movie, a meme or whatever. I was so pulled and polarized with whatever was on television, television ran my life 
as much as I didn't enjoy my time in the military, what it did was it helped fine tune my senses and let me realize that at some point you just got to face the music of what reality is about. Um, we live in an age where young men are being stripped away of the flesh and blood and sweat and salt that makes up their existence, you know, where they're there to glorify non-existence. This isn't the place for the Gokus and the Supermans and the Batmans of this generation, although I do think Batman's the shit. That's going away, okay? This isn't the place for your PlayStation, Pornhub subscription, Xbox loving, Nintendo Switch loving self, okay? You can't live off of that stuff alone. That's good for entertainment, but that's dying. Uh, the nerd in us has to die in order for us to survive what's coming next in our reality. I think people that hold on to the stuff that nerd life has to give, I think they're going to have a very toxic outcome. I think that's where you get a lot of these incels. I think that's where you get a lot of people who just can't, who just can't deal with it all. That's gonna. That sounds crazy. I know it sounds hypocritical, because as I speak right now, I'm probably going to go and play some Xbox a little bit later. But I don't play as much as I used to, because I know that on the other side of that screen, there's nothing really there for me in that digital realm. It is, and will always be junk food for my mind. I want everybody that I come in contact with to become the author of their own imagination. Think about how much bullshit is in your head that doesn't belong to you. Dances and the way you dress and philosophies on religion, philosophies on government, just so much stuff that you didn't even put together yourself. It's just put together by other things, by propaganda that's already been pre-existed and, and whipped up for you. They did it with hip-hop and black people, and they got us sucked into that from the mid-'80s all the way up to the turn of this millennium, right? And I, I, it's happening all over again, and I believe the new, the newest form of hip hop is, is the world of nerddom. You know, I really do. Um, I believe anime is the new hip hop. I just do, and I love it. But it ain't. It doesn't do the body good. You know, um, something about music. Like I put a lot of my time into listening to music. I tried at one point to play music. I've actually put out, I actually put out a record, which ain't that hard because people got SoundCloud and shit like that. But learning to play instruments, it takes a part of your soul that you have to invest. You have to have a bit of a spirit to play and perform in front of people like that. This is something that isn't offered to us by what's given in the digital realm. And the digital realm, I believe, is, the, is like a catalyst to a horrible drug on the on some K2 level type of shit that you can't come down from. You got kids, they're not even 10, 11 years old. They can't eat dinner without not looking at their phones for a little bit. 
you know, I feel like the devil, you now you log on to it. Now you check it every couple of minutes and you keep it in your pocket and you pull it out whenever it rings or vibrates. That's the new devil. But, um, you know, that is going to be what I would call my first dive into this new podcast, uh, which I call Triumphant Shadows. This is where a lot of that nerd stuff comes to die. I think I'll forever be a nerd, but I'm not going to let that take over me being what I'm supposed to be first off. And that's a that's a man coming into here to live life and live it fully. You know, this is where I I'm here to unplug. This is the ghost coming out that shell from ghost in the shell, if you want, like an analogy or some shit like that. You know, so this is me. This is this is this is it. This isn't going to be what I've seen with a lot of stuff on YouTube. This isn't trying to just drill into things and to scrutinize a movie or scrutinize a genre of gaming. There's so much of that, and if that's your thing, you can go into that. I love that stuff, but it gets old after a while. This is something that's trying to breach into life and to improve the quality of life for people who are under the microscope for the minorities which i believe people call like to call them nerds anyway i hope whoever listened to this enjoyed it and it is my wish and prayer that I dedicate myself to coming out with content on time. At least enough of it to where you can listen to at least 10 episodes and pull away and say, wow, that guy had something to say. And maybe it can inspire you to carry on and do something that you can call your own. All right, y'all. God bless.